Welcome to the Bald Guy Beer Review, Episode 3. Welcome to Sterling Street. I'm your host, Chris. Your co-host, Alan. All right, Episode 3, Alan, we made it. Still here. Yeah, we still here. I don't know. We're just going to keep going one episode at a time, one follower at a time. It's a little cold in the basement tonight, so we're a little bundled up. We didn't want to turn the fireplace on. Yep. So, hey, and so in front of us, speaking of Sterling Street, we've got their beer... It's their flagship IPA. It's called Otherwise, and it is a fine-looking brew, if I do say so myself. Yeah, so it looks, I mean, it's a hazy IPA, right? Yeah, definitely hazy. It's not so thick that you're going to crash a ship going through the ocean, but it's a good good, um, haze. Yeah, you're not chewing on this one. It's It's a nice golden haze, and it's got a good foam retention. So the lacing's going to be good on this one. Let me take a couple sips and uh, get into that. I tell you, I've had a couple sips, and the lacing is quite nice coming down this one. Tasting a lot of citrus notes up front. Uh, this this guy's here, hopped with Citra and Amarillo. Uh, pretty classic combo, and one of the favorites that I enjoy. Yeah, so the bald guys, we still don't have uh, a camera to go along with this, so we're going to be trying to do our best to visually described but we definitely encourage follow sterling street on facebook look them up uh i think it's sterlingstreetbrewery.com definitely get a look at uh, because this can art is also something else man i really dig this stuff something that's cool with their website too is if you've never been on there when you hit the cans it actually shows you the can art for each of the cans they have on offer right now which is something that's kind of cool too yeah, so their their main like logo it seems to be is a, is a guy where like the top of his head is a city like a metropolitan city. He's wearing uh, sunglasses, and then his beard looks like a hop. Yeah, so it's definitely cool. And then just clean block lettering. Um, they tell you what hops are in it. So otherwise, it has Citra and Amarillo, classic combo, man. I think the only more classic one is Citra and Mosaic. Yeah, I'm also a fan of Citra Galaxy, but, you know, you put Citra Uh with anything, I'm probably going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a popular hop for a reason. Uh, It's delicious. You're definitely tasting the big, bold uh, flavors that it's putting off as well. Yeah, so we've had some time to mull it over. We've been thinking about this one for a little bit here. We're about two, three minutes into this. You got any preliminary? You got a number? Are you on a number yet? I'm going to go with a number here, Chris, and so that number says? is 7.2. 7 point de. 7 point de. Nice, nice. Solid score. All right. I mean, Alan, I think I'm coming over the top of you this one, but not by much. I'm going to edge you out. I'm going to go 7-3. 7-3. I can agree with that there. Both great scores. Solid beer. Yeah, I really like this one it, 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 at six point nine percent. I mean, do we? Do you ever really feel the ABV heat on some of these IPAs? I hardly ever do. I some of the ones that I, I think there's that the brewing process isn't quite as smooth. When you get up there, you start to taste the uh, alcohol to them, but the really well done ones, you don't even notice there. Yeah, this one is definitely definitely well done. It kicks back. So the other thing too to note about new england ipas and when we start doing our more educational segments we'll talk more about this but this one's about just shy of two weeks old in the can and it is drinking amazing 
And I'll tell you, it's about half gone in my glass, and it is drinking amazing. Yeah, the only other thing that I would uh, comment on is a six point nine percent. Nice. <laughs> I really don't know where to come back from that. I was not expecting that one from you, but indeed, it is nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, Eddie Beer six point nine, four point two zero percent. Very nice. <laughs> you know, those are the magic numbers, Brewers. If you're out there, we're looking for more of those. If you have them, let us know. Hit us up. Hey, the, the maturity level is low, but the beer content should be excellent here. Indeed. The beer content will always be excellent. The hair content will not be. No, no. If you're looking for hairstyles, this is not the place to be unless you are looking for bald excellence. Then Again, we're doing you a favor with no video yet. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's let you know some final thoughts about otherwise. Man, this is at 7-3. We kind of didn't go over it again, and and if so, if you haven't tuned in, six, if we, so, we we do the scale one to ten. Six is pretty much where we're gonna kind of start for most for most beers, I would say. Um, if you're below six, something went wrong. Where I and this is just you know, hey, my opinion. Alan kind of is on the same wavelength as as I am. If you're below six, that means you had an error in the brewing process, and something went wrong, or it's just a beer like a bud or like a Bud Light where we're just not going to give you a good score no matter what. Um, seven are solid beers, like really solid. So like a solid beer is something that you're definitely like, hey, if you went and tried something in a flight and you're like, wow, I'm going to get a four pack of that. Yeah, if I rate something in the sevens, I will certainly buy a four pack of it. Mm -hmm. And then like eight would be like an awesome beer. Like this is a beer that you're probably going to wait in line for. It's probably a release type beer where it gets kind of announced. It has some fan traction, whether it's fanboys or it's just really that good. Yeah, if you're in the eights, you're, you're talking half a case, full case by. You maybe you're going out of your way to maybe get this one. Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever run into a ten, but anything that's nine or above, like you're in the car and you're road tripping for this, and you're possibly combining that with waiting in line and combining that with buying a case. Oh, I agree with you. That's the, you're, we're talking almost bucket list beers on this one. If we rate something a nine, I'm going to tell you, you have to try it. Yeah. So, you know, probably should have said that up front. My bad. Yeah, that we missed that makes our seven, two sound a little worse when we don't forewarn the scoring system. Um, but I'll tell you right now, this is scoring right up there with some of the main breweries that we've rated already. And I tell you, I hadn't had any Sterling street before this beer. It's my first one, and I tell you, it won't be the last. Yeah, and and to make a comment about flagship beers, too, like a lot of breweries will say, hey, this is our flagship, and that pretty, basically means that they're brewing it all the time. You'll be able to find it all the time. And, you know, Sterling Street, in the second half of this interview, we're going to be interviewing uh, Mike Souza, who is in their production. And so we'll learn a little bit more about them, where you can get it, how much they're making of this stuff. But, you know, when you're making a flagship beer like – this is something that you're probably going to be able to find in like a supermarket or like a packy. Like this is, a, you know, you're not going to wait in line for this one because you don't have to. It's always there. It's always available, and it's probably not just available at the brewery. It's probably available in other places too. And I think a lot of things can be said by if a brewery's flagship beer is out there and it's something you want to buy and something great, it just leaves you wanting more of their other offerings. If you have their flagship beer and you're kind of like, eh then it doesn't get me as excited for the other stuff I'm going to get from them. 
but no, I mean, at seven, seven, two, seven, three range, like this is definitely a solid pickup. This would be something too. Like I see it, I'm on the, I'm in the supermarket and I get to choose between quite a few different IPAs and maybe just on this particular occasion, I'm feeling this one. And so I'm going to pick it up and it's just going to help me narrow my choices when I, when I come across one like this. Yeah, definitely. I, I think if you're out in the Clinton area, you know, maybe if you're heading to Worcester, you make a little detour, you know, they're 45 minutes outside of Boston. So it's a reasonable trip. This is definitely probably the first one I'd crack down there. First one in the flight, get a taste for what they're going to do, but they do many other styles. Just check out their website. Um, I definitely am excited to go there. Looking forward to it in the future. Yeah. And I, I actually have been there. Um, it's a great brewery, great brewery space. They have plenty of parking. There's ample space in the tap room. It's one of those really cool breweries too, where you can look right into the production area. Um, and there's not even a glass wall. There's a half wall like separating you. So you can't walk back there, obviously. And I don't think they would want you to, but you can clearly see and you can get really close. Are you telling me I have a challenge? I mean, if you hop the wall, see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what the security team's like there at Sterling Street. Maybe it's Mike. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe we find out. All right. So, Alan, you got any more final thoughts? No, I just would tell you if you're in the area, you can pick up the beer. You know, I would certainly give it a try. If I see it again, I'm definitely going to get it. I'm looking forward to my trip to the brewery, hopefully soon. All right. Alan goes 7-2. Me? I went 7-3. We're going to call that a review. We're going to roll that outro music. Yeah. Well, let's actually uh, talk to Mike pretty soon here, and let's get some interview info. Yes, we shall do that. Excellent. All right, we out. Welcome to the interview portion of episode three. Welcome to Sterling Street. I'm your host, Chris. With you still is Alan. And joining us live in person from the Sterling Street Brewery in Clinton, Massachusetts, is Mike Souza. Mike, how are you, bud? Good, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I've got some otherwise. We just uh, hit the review. As we uh, previously went over, I went 7-3. I went with a 7-2 here. Yeah, it, Mike, it's a really solid beer, man. I really enjoy this. Anytime I'm at the brewery and this is around, this is the four-pack, I'm going to put this one in, and then I'm going to pick from anything else on the, on the flight deck that I get. Oh, definitely. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. So, Mike. Uh, we, we're going to ask you some questions about yourself, about Sterling Street, and all those other things for the bald guy listeners, all probably dozen of them at this point. Maybe 13. Yeah, we might squeeze in a couple. We might be in the, maybe in the 20s, hopefully, by the end of the episode. Amazing. Yeah, once you share it with your friends, I think we'll definitely get some more follows. Yeah, I've already got a few people that want to uh, check it out when it's, when it's published. All right, so Alan's first up. He's going to hit you up with some questions. Here we go. So, Mike, what's your job at Sterling Street, and what does that entail? Uh, so, I am the head brewer at Sterling Street. Um, I'm the only production employee, so basically everything that happens on the production side happens because of me. Um, so, I do all of the recipe writing. I clean all the kegs. I wash all the tanks. I brew all the beer. I scrub all the floors. I do anything and everything on, on this side of the brewery. That's pretty sweet. So we got a one-man show going over there. Yes. Mike, um, I've seen the floors at Sterling Street. 
They are outstanding. Well done. Almost as good as the beer. Almost. You got to scrub a little harder. We're getting close. I did actually, I had like four hours of downtime today. So I scrubbed the floors today. So for those of you who haven't been out to Clinton, I definitely upgrade the five second rule to 10 seconds on the floors of Sterling Street for reference, <laughs> just to give everybody like, so we're all on the same sheet of music. 10 seconds. Only in the there. brewery though. Yeah. I don't, know how, I don't know how well the taproom takes care of the floors. Yeah, they looked pretty clean, but we'll stick with the standard five-second rule. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll post a sign for that. Yeah. So, so we'll follow up that question with, what's your favorite thing about working at Sterling Street? Uh, well, so we're a brand-new brewery. We just hit our one-year anniversary about a month and a half ago. Um, and we still have that, like, small brewery feel where we're all here. Um, just busting ass to try and get things done and make this the best possible brewery experience that we can, which means I have a lot of freedom in uh, the recipes that I can write and the beers that I can brew. Uh, Chris, you saw last time you were in, we have 10 beers on tap right now and only two IPAs, three IPAs. Like we have a really wide range of um, different styles that we go for. So it's, it's interesting and it's not very boring for me. Um, and the team, the ownership team is amazing. Uh, the team that works here up front, they're all great people. Um, it's nice to come in every day and just be able to do my work and get it done and not have to worry about any sort of politics or uh, any sort of, uh, you know, pissing contest going on. Yeah, you. So you mentioned the the one year anniversary, Mike. Was it tough opening up and getting everything off the ground with the pandemic? And so, as a quick aside to people that might not know about the process of opening a brewery, breweries are usually operating and doing things long before opening, and it can be upward. It can be upwards of months and months. So, like, mm -hmm. can you can you walk us through that? So. I started working with Brian and Jesse, the owners in May of last year. Um, and they had, they had had the space that the brewery is now in, but it, they hadn't done any of the demo work on it. So like there were still drop ceilings. There was a wall separating where the brewery is from where the tap room is. Uh, the floors weren't done or anything. But all in all, it went pretty quick. It was about six months from when they started demo to when they had everything in place and we were brewing. So we took delivery of all the equipment. We got the floors in, put the drains down. Um, I honestly don't think that we were very negatively affected by the pandemic at all. I was oh, actually great. surprised yeah. at how quick it went. Awesome. That's great to hear. That's no, definitely great to hear. So you had mentioned you guys have 10 different beers on tap and only two IPAs. So what would you say are the styles that Sterling Street specializes in? It's definitely up between. Uh, we don't do a lot of IPAs. I mean, we always have otherwise going. So I brew IPAs a lot, but it's up between the IPAs and the German or the Belgian stuff. Um, which Chris, back in the days when we were working at Mystic, I took a lot of those ideas 
And I took a lot of those practices and brought them here, actually, especially when it comes to the Belgian things. Yeah. Awesome. Um, All right. Peter keep... <laughs> yeah. We'll see you on the other side, buddy. Yeah. Hey, you, so they, I, might, they can bring back that beer, but they have to leave that brewery behind with that awful floor drain. Yes. That one floor drain. The one. Yeah. And that, that pump head from hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, so it's up between the, some of the more specific continental stuff and the, the IPAs. Nice. But we, we tend to put our fingers into a lot of different pies around here. Yeah. So Alan and I are a member of a bunch of different uh, beer groups on Facebook. Obviously we try to kind of keep the pulse for this podcast and just for our own kind of self-knowledge. It's nice to see breweries with only two IPAs on tap. I think that there's a lot of people that would agree with that. I think there was a lot of people that would be hating on that. They'd be like, no, I need more hazy boys. I need session hazy boys. I need single hop hazy boys. I need triple hazy boys that just send it all the haze and then add some fruit or do weird stuff. So I think it's nice to see uh, eclectic styles, even stuff that might not really actually be popular or sell well. Cause I just think that it it's entertaining. Like I drank a, a pine, like something like a pine beer and it was a one and done. I'm not picking up a four pack, but I mean, it was well-crafted. It was nice at, at a local spot, but it was just nice to see something else other than like, here's nine hazy boys and a lager. Now, especially nice too at the brewery where, you know, you can sample those different styles. Maybe you haven't had or beer that just sounds good. You haven't tried, just drop it right in a flight and it doesn't really commit you to the full one. If it's not really your thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so Mike, my question for you, that kind of, you know, talking about like the Facebook groups and the segues, you know, when you get online as a person that had worked in the industry, I get frustrated a lot because I'll read comments that I think are misplaced or maybe that maybe, maybe I'm sensitive, but they just hurt a little bit more because I've worked around you and individuals like you. And I just see how much work goes into it. Like you had listed off, you know, when you say you do everything in production I feel like I have a more intimate knowledge of, I know exactly what that means. That's a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, like, Hey, my start time's determined, but my end time is when my, when my job is done. And some days that can be awesome. Cause you're like done at 11, but other days you could be rocking until like nine 30 at night because, you know, like back in the day at mystic, I don't want to trash on them. I apologize to any former mystic fans, but like the one floor drain, won't drain so you got to hold up you know so what would you, gotta you wait say gonna wait till the drain guy gets there to take care of it for you yeah exactly so it was a long-winded question from the bald guy chris but i would say is like what are some of the things you wish that like facebook people or anybody out there like social media people or just anybody what do you wish like consumers knew before they kind of like what are some common criticisms you hear? And you're kind of like, ah, that's a little misplaced because you just don't really know what goes into this. What are the, some of those things? If you could talk about those. Um, I think the biggest one that I, I notice and that I think of is when people get, you know, a beer that they don't particularly like and they say it's bad from a subjective standpoint. Usually they're, they're lacking uh, an understanding of that style and what goes into it and um, how that should taste. Like people will get uh, people get an IPA here and 
get on untapped and rate it 0.25 and you see it all the time because oh i don't like hops it's like well you're not rating it based on whether or not it's something that falls in line with you like with what you like sorry you're rating it based on is it true to style is it a stylistically correct beer right yeah so Uh, for me when when i think about that like just a quick interjection here is like i hate broccoli i don't like it steamed i don't like it mm -hmm. grilled i don't like it on a sandwich and a salad i don't like it in alfredo sauce i don't like broccoli any kind of way you can make it and you can make the best most exquisite broccoli in the world it could be world class i'll take a bite and i'll say this is trash so it's like (laughs) but is it though objectively it isn't Right. I'm going to so. test that theory. You're coming over for dinner. I'm making you broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Put a little cheese on it. He'll like it. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. But I think that that's like kind of the vibe that you're putting out. That's like the point is like people are like, oh, this, I don't like sour beers, but you bought a sour beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay not to like it. Just don't rate it like trash because you don't like people well and people put in a lot of hard work for those things you know what i mean and it's like and you know especially when you want to talk about ipas with all the different ipas that are out there it's unreal man styles everything it's just yeah yeah it's just tough cool is there anything else is there anything else like you wish like that kind of like grinds your gears yeah i uh I do sometimes get a little tired of seeing people that are like, I'm going to go wait in line at Treehouse, even though you can't wait in line at Treehouse anymore. But people that like, I go to Treehouse once a week and I buy $100 worth of beer and that's the only brewery that I go to. Or like, I'm going to fly halfway across the country to go to the other half or whatever. The, yeah. the fanboy stuff, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's fun to participate in those things as a, like, as a consumer. I think one of the things I like to Chris is the experience of trying different things and everything. So going to the same place all the time, if you are like a treehouse fan, you know, it gives you different tastes on where everybody is. If you're just tasting the same beer over and over again, you're not really experiencing the variety that's out there. Yeah. I stay yeah. true to that myself as well. Like I will go to treehouse, but I, tr- I comb over my untapped to make sure that I'm not doubling up on something that I got before. Yeah, I, li- mm-hmm. I like to get something new every time if I'm down there. I don't like to repeat with the exception of Tornado. Yeah. Do you guys yeah, have a good local following out there in Clinton? Oh, uh, we do. Um, obviously, Clinton's a pretty blue-collar town. So we were pretty pretty surprised when we opened up and we had all the locals coming in and just, like, trying everything. And everyone's getting two flights. And, you know, people are hanging out here from – three in the afternoon until eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. Nice. Um, yeah. That's a pretty cool vibe. And we have a lot of people coming from a lot of different places too. Um, yeah. It was a lot easier to get there from the, uh, cause I came out there recently from, from the Lemonster side of, and it's not too far, obviously, but it was an, it was a nice, I'd never come from that direction before. And there's a lot over there, a lot more than I thought. Yeah. It's not even like, even coming from Boston, it's only, 45 minutes an hour from Boston. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty easy to get out this way. Yeah, definitely. So we know Uh, we can. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, and we're kind of blessed by the fact that, you know, the, the closest breweries to us are in Hudson. Yeah. Which we don't have a whole lot of local competition. I, I wouldn't mind it. Um, 
because you know me, I don't really see competition with other breweries. I just see, cool, that's another brewery. Those right. guys are going to be my friends now. Yeah. Exactly. But it is, it's kind of nice to be the one game in town. Nice. No, definitely. So we know we can get the brewery, the beer down at the brewery. Is there any place else we can pick up Sterling Street beer? Yeah, we're in a couple of package stores in Clinton. We're in a couple of package stores out in Sterling, uh, Lancaster, up in Lemonster. There's a few places that have us. Um, Partners Pub. I think there's a couple of places in Fitchburg. We got probably eight or nine draft accounts. Oh, a couple of places in Worcester. Nice. Um, yeah, we got eight or nine draft accounts and probably 10 or 12 package stores. Awesome. Can't remember them all off the top of my head. No, nah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah. He breaks out <laughs> the list. He's like, well, actually, there's. Well, this- I'm going to go ahead and fact check you. You're incorrect <laughs> right here. Yeah, you said 11. There's actually 10. You weren't even close. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. One star out of 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 0. 0.25. 0. Yep. 0.25. <laughs> we. We self-distribute right now, so um, it's either it's usually one of the owners, Brian, who's just loading up his truck, or in the days when we're really pressed for it, it'll be me, or you know, Jesse will will take the time out of his day to go and do it too. Um, so we're not in a lot of places, and we kind of like that. Yeah, you, you, Chris, you've seen the brewery. Alan, have you seen the brewery too? I haven't. I've only seen the uh, the pictures online. I have to make my way down. We there. actually we actually uh, got Alan's feet wet with some Sterling Street. This is his first go. It was. Oh, and really? Yes, it definitely was. And I tell you, there will be a repeat. Perfect. Well, yeah. Obviously, you get you guys have an understanding of the scale that we're working on, and it's not big. No, no, and like so, so that's that's why it was kind of impressive to hear that you were at all the spots you were saying too. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So, Mike, you guys got a ten barrel brew house. Yep, we have a ten barrel brew house, uh, four ten barrel uni tanks, a bright tank, and one twenty barrel uni tank. Okay, so for the people that don't speak the lingo out there, I'll do some uh, some quick translation. So. A barrel of beer is 31 gallons. So 10 is a, you're making 310 gallons at a time. They have four tanks that can hold 310 gallons. And then you said one tank that can hold 620 Yep. ish. And so that seems like a lot of beer and it is, but it also isn't because when you're feeding that many stores, doing that many brands and cans and draft, and then you got to keep your tap room fed because you, like you said, having 10 taps is awesome and it would be a great champagne problem to get emptied out of your taps, but it's a bad problem if you're like that for more than a couple of days. Cause then people are like, Oh, the same two taps again, you know, or maybe it's a first time customer and they come through and they're like two taps, 0.25. I'm out. <laughs> yep. I think that's the going trend 0.25 right now. Yeah. Hopefully when, if this podcast ever really takes off and gets huge, the trolls come back and find this and they rate this episode 0.25. <laughs> they're going to <laughs> it deserves it maybe it's a new bald, bald guy beer review t-shirt it's just us and then on the back it says 0.25, 0.25. <laughs> nice nice um so you guys brew a ton of beer there what would you say is your favorite beer right now at sterling street Ooh, that's a tough one um it's up between so we have a, a double ipa that we do called clarence 
which has um, Galaxy, Citra, Brew One, and Sabro in it. And that beer is really, really delicious. So I love that beer. But we also have um, we have a French Saison, a dry hopped French Saison that we did with our friends over at uh, Amory's Tomb in Maynard. And that beer, I could sit and drink that beer all day long. Nice. No questions asked. Definitely sounds like something we're going to have to look for. Yeah, so we'll we'll get one more question here, Mike, and then we'll probably wrap it up and get you out of here because I don't want to take up your whole evening. But uh, so is there anything new from Sterling Street? Is there any kind of new project you want to tell us about or or tell the bald guy beer review like two dozen fans about or, or what do you, <laughs> Hey, we're growing. We're growing. We're getting, we're getting there. there. Maybe three dozen next week, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, what, what's new at, what's new at the street that you want to tell the bald guys about? Oh, we've got, um, we've got our, our seasonal winter warmer coming up at the end of the week. Nice. Nice. Friday afternoon, Friday, the third, December 3rd. Uh, yep. Yep. Calendar. Double check. Yep. That is correct. Heard that. Thanks for the ding, fact ding. check. Appreciate it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the fact checkers say that that is correct. <laughs> well, we got to fact check everything these days, Mike. Yes. Can't be having, yeah. that, can't be having that fake news out here. No, nope, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. What else? I know. Um, I know the owners have a couple of things they're working on front of house. Um, we just started doing a, we had a comedy show last week and i think we're going to be doing that more often bring some people in um beyond that can't really think of anything we're, we're pretty much full on the footprint nice. as much as we can be nice yeah i mean hey that that's part of the struggle but hey so you know to wrap to wrap this thing up if you are in the central massachusetts area north central mass right that's where mm-hmm. clinton is if you're in the northern North Central Worcester County, yeah. If you're in northern Worcester County, definitely stop by Sterling Street Brewery. They have quite the eclectic styles of beer to choose from. So if you only like Hazy Boys, they got that. But if you like other stuff and you like trying stuff, definitely go out there and check them out. Mike, we appreciate you coming on the show. And let me tell you, man, this otherwise, I dig it. I dig it. I'm going to be bringing some from uh, some ciders over to trade, barter, beg. Maybe I'll just straight up swipe and get tackled by you and they're trying to get some of this out of the brewery man chris is not as fast as he used to be so you can get him yeah, uh, I, yeah. mike knows i don't think alan when you see me in real life i think there's no way that i'm taking chris lynn down no no he'll catch me he'll catch me but he won't he won't get the tackle he, his, he can hope to trip uh, that trip over him or whatever but but i'm easily tricked so there's that too mike is I a think- cunning cutting cutting foe I, I think one of your biceps weighs as much as my whole body hey easy there i, I tore one of those easy there with the bicep chest. i know anyways and then for those of you i mean this is going to be audio only so we won't have video but mike also honorary bald guy just shout out to other bald oh, guys there. so yeah mike yep. no hair on top but mike has enough hair with the beard going so yeah. uh, plenty of it's a little bit short these days yep yep well, Mike, again, thank you for coming on the show. We will definitely be seeing you in the future. Definitely, we're going to have you on again sometime when Sterling Street is blown up. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Definitely 
appreciate you answering the questions. Definitely learned some things about Sterling Street. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to coming down at some point because it sounds like a place I want to be a part of. I will drag them down. We'll get them down there. You can there won't meet really now. be any dragging. Well, maybe the next show we do, we'll do live from Sterling Street. Let's go. It's always a possibility. Yeah, that's not Let's a terrible go. idea. Bald guys. Let's go. We are quite mobile <laughs> with our setup. Yes, our setup is highly mobile. It can move. That's so. easy enough. All right, man. Well, thanks again. And we'll catch you next time for episode four. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right.